0: I'm excited I'm I'm burdened I'm excited I'm I'm a lot of different emotional feelings even seeing some of those pictures or kind of brings back some different feelings if you've ever been able to go on a trip and and do things of that nature and you you see different things and they um it's so much different I'll be real honest I have I shared last night if you're able to be here at the we did a missions dinner last night and we just kind of kicked off a little bit of our missions weekend last night but um I shared last night that I have I've have never been able to go overseas or do anything of that nature and it's I shouldn't say I never was able to I just I never did that that was never impressed upon my heart and and as God really impressed upon my heart and laid up and opened up different doors over the last couple of years to to get into contact with different people um seeing and going to Guatemala for me was it just I've sat in many, 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 many missions conferences and seen a lot of pictures just like you saw. But to see it, to touch it, to smell it, to feel it, all of those senses that are right there in front of you, it just makes it a little bit different. Um, The kids that you saw on the screen, some of those kids were, um, and you can't, again, some of them you couldn't see as well, but it just, it, it, it made it real. And it wasn't too long ago, as last summer around this same time, maybe a, almost a year ago, that we saw a video of Operation Baby Rescue on a Sunday night, and um, a group of people that are going into the jungles of Guatemala and rescuing children and babies that are, are malnourished, and, and some of those kids were on there. And, and it's, it's one of those things, I saw it in the video, I sat and had meetings with with the gentleman that was here sharing those things, but to actually be there and to see those children sitting in a hospital bed, some of which were 16, 17 years old that will never get out of that bed, to see those little infant babies. um, My wife was holding one. Again, you couldn't see it. Um, He was three or four months old, and I think he was nine pounds. Um, it's, It's different when you feel that than when you see it on a screen. And I say all that stuff and I'm I'm introducing today the missions and different goals and different ideas of of what missions are. And and I'm not saying all this, And and my whole desire, yes there is an emotional thing that we want to hit on, but my desire isn't just to get us to feel all emotional and and cry and, and sappy and all of those things, but my desire is this, there is people all over the world in your backyard that are hopeless without the cause of Christ. And some of those little babies that we touched, because they're in a hospital that's ran by people that are going to present the gospel to them and share them the gospel, have hope that many, many people don't have. And missions is really, really, really simple. And I'm just going to share as much as I can from my heart to you. I'm going to share God's word to you this morning. But missions is very simple. Missions is this, me telling people about Jesus. Growing up, when I heard the word missions, I thought of, I'm not going to that faraway country. The reality is, missions isn't a faraway country. Missions is your neighbor. Missions is the guy that you work with next door to you. Missions is your family. Missions is all of these things. It includes people that are overseas, but missions is in our backyard. And so this morning as I do my best to present my heart and to share my heart and what I feel that God's laid on my heart to to speak to you about in missions, I want us to remember and I want us to really stop and really think missions isn't us going into the foreign worlds because they don't have food and they don't have clothes and they don't have the things that we have. Missions is us Going in our backyards and going to our neighbors and going and doing the things that God has called us to do right where we are. Yes, it is going farther, but it starts right in our backyard. It starts right here. And so this morning, it is my prayer to to really present to you my heart with how God has laid some of these things on my heart. And then also giving you opportunity. My desire is that many of you will go see and touch and smell what I was able to do in February. My desire is one day that we would send somebody in full-time missions. My desire is that we would send pastors out of our church. But I believe with all of my heart, if we don't put the programs in front of the kids and in front of you as adults... We won't ever see that. Because just like I sat in chairs where you guys sat all of my life and saw video after video after video after video, and I would say, that's awesome that they are going. When you go, it means something different. When your family is involved, it means something different. And so that is the desire behind what we're doing this morning. The mission of each church is pretty simple. And if we were to go to Matthew chapter 28, we would see really the mission of the church that God had gave to us. And I'm not going to spend a time, my message is not based on this passage of Scripture, but the mission of every gospel preaching church, no matter where you go, is this. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, it says this, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Our goal, our mission as a church is just that. And if you were to go to any other church across this valley, across the states, across the world, the mission that we were commissioned to go do is to do just that. To go to teach or to disciple, to baptize. And then it says this. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Our job as a Christian, our job as a church is to do just that. To go to teach and make disciples, to baptize and to, to root them into to what Christian life is. But then not only to do that, but then in verse 20, to teach them to observe all the things, all the commandments that God has given to us. My job is not to say, hey, it's great to meet you. Do you know Jesus? Okay, awesome. Dip them into the water. Get them baptized yay, we did these things, but no, it's to teach them there to observe all the commandments that God has given us to observe. Now it's to train them, it's to to do all of those things. That's every church, every Christian's job is right there. That is our mission, is to do just that. So as we just looked at that passage of scripture, if you were, if you have your Bible and you you want to, you go back with me just a couple chapters into verse t- or chapter twenty two. In chapter number twenty two, starting in verse number thirty seven, Jesus is being asked, and the the Sadducees are kind of grilling Jesus. And we're not going to get into all the history of this and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the things that lead up to this question. But Jesus is asked, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? In verse number 36. Then Jesus replies and he says this, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And we see right away, Jesus, here he's telling us, the greatest commandment is to do what? First and foremost, to love God. And it says with all of our heart, that is with every ounce and fiber of our being, is that we are to love God with everything that we have. And as we do that, naturally from that will come the second, which is to love God those that are around us to love our neighbor. And so as we look this morning, and I'm going to share a little bit more here, but we are all to pour everything and to give everything to Him. This is exactly how we are to love. With everything that we have. And here's what I would say. That in and of itself is missions missions is not complicated i believe that we try to complicate it we try to put all these intricate little things in it we try to make it cute and we try to make it fun and we do all these things and maybe i'm dead wrong you can confront me on that later but missions is really not complicated missions is this love god with everything that you have and out of that love you will love others Because as I love Jesus Christ, as I love God, as I fall deeper in love with Him, and I give everything to Him with my mind, my soul, and all of those things are wrapped in together, and as I continue to do what God has called me to do, and God has placed on my heart, and and as you continue to do that, and we do those things together, pressing forward, moving on, I'm naturally going to love each and every person that I come in contact with, and when I do that, I'm doing missions. And yes, some of that is overseas. But most of that's just going to be within the neighbors that you come in contact with every single day. Most of that's going to be within the people, your coworkers that you come in contact with every day, the people that you interact with over the phone. All of those things is where your mission is, is really most of it's going to start, right there at home. And based on that thing, we will then begin to go. Because it starts right here. Missions isn't difficult. It's not complicated. It's none of those things. Missions is plain and simple to me. Loving God with all of my heart. And as I do that. And as you do that. And as we do that together. We will love others. Which is doing missions. And doing that he burdens us to love other people. It is for his glory, which is the series that we're in, is that it's His glory that we live our lives. When we love, it just shows. When we love, it pours out. When we love, it it comes in everything that we do. There isn't anything or anywhere that you, that you go that you can't see in my life when it is a heart, soul, and mind love. Think about this in your own situation there in your home. You love your spouse with everything that you have. You love your children with everything that you have. Hopefully, that shows to other people in everything that you do. I hope that the love that I have for my children shows in how I respond and react and and deal with my children. I hope that it does that with my wife. Think of whatever it is that you're passionate about. Some of you are passionate about music. When you're passionate about music, it shows in everything that you do. When you're passionate about sports, it comes out. When you're passionate about whatever it is that your job is, it comes out. Whatever it is that you have a heart, soul, mind, conviction, love, passion for, it shows in everything that we do. And as I love Jesus Christ, and as I grow deeper in relationship with Him, and I grow closer to Him, that love naturally is an outflow of all of those things. That is what missions is. It is that I would love in a greater way. And in loving in such a greater way, I I love those that are around me, the neighbors that God has put in my life. I can say today that there is such a need in front of us. It isn't because people in third world countries don't have water or amenities that we have, but because my neighbor is living with no hope. It's not because my, or it's because my coworker who received bad news this week has no hope. It's because there isn't enough money, or it isn't because there isn't enough money in the world to fix it, but it's because so many things, in so many places, and so many people are without the hope of Jesus that we are simply, And we live in a place where so many people are hopeless. And in Romans chapter 10, and I stated this verse last night, but in Romans chapter 10, we read a passage of Scripture, and then I'll get into the brief points this morning. But in Romans chapter 10, verse number 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then the next statement, it says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And so this morning, the challenge to each and every one of us is just that. We understand that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We get that. We'll shout that from the mountaintops and we'll proclaim that to everybody that that you must believe, you must accept, you must shout it, you must say it, confession with our mouth. But the the part that, that leads to that is how will they hear unless we go and present it, unless there's a preacher, unless there's somebody that's telling them. And how is there a preacher unless we're sent? And this morning, as we look at missions, I'm not asking that our church become this church of all kinds of preachers and that everybody now wants to take my job and preach. That's not what a preacher is. I'm asking that our church would love God with every ounce and fiber and being of everything that we have so that when we come in contact with anybody, we naturally love them. I'm asking that our church would become missionaries. That each and every one of us, as we go about every day of our lives, that we would be missionaries at our workplace and within our neighborhoods. I'm asking that our church would be missionaries in everything that we say and everything that we do. I'm asking that our church would say, You know what? It's about time that I do something and that I impact someone's life. I'm asking that our church would take for take serious the reality that there is a hopeless group of people and there's a hopeless world all the way around us and without Jesus Christ, they will have no hope. And without Jesus Christ, they have no hope of eternity. And without those things, it's not that they need water. It's not that they need food. It's not that they need clothes. It's not that they need shoes on their feet. Though they need those things, they are hopeless without Jesus Christ because there's many people that sit in our city that have shoes and that have food and that have everything that we would dream to have and they're hopeless. Why? Because it's not the things that people need and want. It is that we need and we want to share the love of Jesus Christ in everything that we do and in everything that we say. Because missions though it is giving water to a community that has no water, though it is providing food and clothes, and though it is doing all those things and helping in medical ways and all of those things, all of that is a means to get the gospel to somebody. And as we have a development in our heart, as we love God with everything that we have, it is my prayer and missions at Oasis Baptist Church that we would simply share that with as many people as we can share that with. And some of that's going to be your neighbor. Some of that, for some of you, will be going with us on a trip next year. For some of you, it may be sharing some of your financial being. For some of you, it may be a number of other things. I don't know what that would be for you. But the need is Matthew 22 37 that we would love God with all of our heart and so very simply this morning I want to share three very brief points and then I want to present to you What we at Oasis are going to be doing To answer the call of missions for us So the very first point is this is that one we would love God In verse number 37, as I read just a moment ago, I will read again, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. The first thing that we are to do is simply to love God. As I read this passage of Scripture, it's giving us two kind of, really two comparisons as we go back down to the next verse in 38 when it speaks of loving others but it speaks that there's a responsibility that I have to God. My first and foremost responsibility is to love God. It's Him. Again, as we go through the, the idea of this whole series of being His glory, everything that I do being for His glory. And so as we look at this, and we look at missions, and we look at the idea of being doing everything for His glory... We are to start everything with loving God first and foremost. It should be at the top of our priority list to love God. With everything that you say, with everything that we do, with everything and every place that we go, it should be that idea of loving God. What if you looked at your day with the thought in mind of His glory? What if we did that? This afternoon, you're going to go eat lunch. And you're saying, I'm going to eat lunch with His glory. Oh, no, but think about it. The way that you interact with the waitress or waiter that you have. The way that you interact with the host or hostess that will seat you. The way that you interact with all the people that will come in contact with that. Yeah, Everything that we do for His glory. What happens when you go home to your house and to your spouse and to the family that's in front of you and you change the way that you live from making sure that we are okay to making sure that everything is for His glory. Let me share with you, your family will change. The relationship you have with your spouse will change. Everything that we do will change. When you go to work tomorrow, if it's for His glory, your boss and everybody around you should notice something is a little bit different. Why? Because it's not any longer about me. It's about His glory. And when everything that I do is for His glory, I love God. And when I love God, I naturally have a desire of loving others. And I become a missionary every day. I don't just put $5 in the missions plate and say, well... Support Missionary Joe who's in Guatemala or who's in Africa or who's wherever. I am now the missionary. You are the missionary. When I love God and I put Him first in everything that I do. When we look at loving God, it also is the basis of obedience to Him. If we love Him, we will what? We will keep His commandments. Love is a baseline of obedience and a commitment. With love I commit. With love I do things I wouldn't normally do aside from love. I'm just sharing with you. I I know a lot of ladies, but I don't treat the ladies that I know the way that I treat my spouse. I love her. I don't give of myself to everybody that I come in contact with the way that I give of myself towards my family. There's a commitment to Mindy. There's a commitment to my children. There's a commitment in love that I go above and beyond, most of the time, above and beyond because of that love. The same that you do. I love my church. I love each and every one of you. And I'm sorry to say, I am not as committed to you as I am to her and to my four children. So as much as I love you, I am far more committed to that than I am to this. Oh, but you're the pastor. You're right. That is my first and foremost ministry. I've committed to that. So as we love, we commit. As I love God, I commit to God. As you love God, you commit to God. And when you do those things, based on that, things change underneath of that. First and foremost, love God. Secondly, loving others. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This takes, and as with love, God, I don't know what I just wrote there, but With God, when we love God, we naturally love others. We have a responsibility to God. Here it shows we have a responsibility to people. Once again, it starts with the love of God in order to love others. As we grow in love of God, we naturally grow in love of others. Do you know God has a desire for all of us that we would see people the way that He sees people? Do you know the hardest thing for me, and maybe not the hardest, but do you know one of the hardest things for all of us is to look around and look at people the way God sees people? But that's the desire of God, that we would grow so close to Him that as we look at others, we see them through His lens and not through our own. That's tough. It's tough to look around and go, man, God loves that person that much? Just like I'm sure there's people that have said that about me. God loves him that much? I don't know. Why? Because we become selfish, we become prideful. We have all of these different things that we desire and we have all of these things of what we think people should be and shouldn't be and how they should look and how they shouldn't look and and all of these things. And we don't see people from God's lens as often as we should. But as I grow in love with Christ, I grow in love with people and I see people the way God sees people. Hurt, broken, in need of a Savior. And my projection is different. Lastly this morning, I'm going to take us to the book of Acts. And in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8 is a familiar passage of Scripture. But this last point is is this. It says in verse number 8, chapter 1 of Acts, "...but ye shall receive power..." After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture here, but but as we look at this idea of God giving us the power, God giving us the ability to do that, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior... We received the Holy Ghost, we receive the Holy Spirit, which gives us the power, which gives us the ability to do things that you and I never dreamt or thought that we could do. I never in a million years thought I could stand in front of a people on a regular basis and do what I get to do. Some of you would be able to say, well, it's been God's, it's been the Holy Spirit that allows me to do whatever it is that you do. And we all have different stories and situations of that. But when we look at this passage of Scripture, it says, Ye shall receive, the, receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And it says what? Ye shall be what? Witnesses. After you receive the Holy Spirit, it says we are to do what? We are to be a witness. What is a witness? I was subpoenaed to go to court this past week, thank God. God, I did not have to go. But I was subpoenaed to go to court as a witness because somebody thought they needed all of our computers in the office a number of months back. I was subpoenaed to be a witness. What is a witness? I am simply to share the things that I know and what I've seen. Now, some of you get to do that more frequently than others. But a witness is real simple. A witness simply tells what he has seen and heard. What happened. We as Christians are called to be a witness. And here's what it does. It says this. To be ye shall be witnesses unto me. And then it gives us locations. And in this particular area it says in Jerusalem. Well. This is taking place in Jerusalem. Jesus was telling them to be a witness in Jerusalem. You have to be a witness. Where does mission start? Mission starts at home. Your neighbors, your family, your friends, the people around you. Why is it that we do missions here why do we go to the rescue mission? Why do we work with the Women's Resource Medical Center? Why do we do Vacation Bible School? Why do we go to outreach and, and ha- hand out different tracts and pass out all these different things? It starts here. Why do I encourage you as often as I can and as much as I can? Missions is in your home. Missions is in your neighborhood. Missions is with your families. Missions is all those things. Because that's where it starts. Jesus said to do be a witness in Jerusalem... And then it says in Judea. As we look at Judea is in our own country. We are to be a witness. They were told to go to the people that would still be similar to them. Similar or same language and culture. But it's a little bit of a stretch. It starts at home where we're more comfortable. Then from there we go out to a place that's still pretty comfortable. When you go to a different state, you may feel a little bit different depending on what state you go and how deep into the woods or wherever that is. But for the most part, when you go out of Las Vegas, you can still, I'm still an American. I still feel normal. I'm still talking the same language. It's, It's pretty much the same culture. We're to reach into that. Then the next thing it says, into Samaria. The people of Samaria were a neighboring country. It's kind of a next step. Then, after that, it says, into the uttermost part of the world. I know this morning isn't a rocket science of a missions lesson. I get that this morning isn't me coming here and sharing with you something that you had never heard before. I'm sure you've heard the passages that I've read a thousand times if you've been at church. But as we get ready to embark on missions at Oasis Baptist Church I can't express enough to each and every one of you to myself I have to remind myself regularly missions starts here most importantly in my heart and as I love God I have a great desire to go and to tell other people and this morning In conclusion to my message, I want to share with you how we here at Oasis are going to do what God has called us to do in missions. And we're going to start here at home. It is my desire, like I stated, that we would serve here, but that we would serve abroad. And I want to give our church, I want to give you an opportunity on a regular basis to do this. I feel that's part of our job as a church is to present opportunities for you to serve and to minister and to be those missionaries that God has called us to be. And so the first thing that we're going to do is just local. We're going to be active in things that we do. We currently do a number of different projects. We work with the Rescue Mission. We work with the Women's Resource Center. We have done um, the, the shoebox campaign. We have done feeding of, of homeless. We have done uh, the the Christmas tree type of thing where you can pick off, and we've, we've made sure that we've been helped in all of those things. We've fed people within our community, within our families of here at church and, and abroad, and we've done all these different things. And so we're going to continue to do that. I spoke with the Rescue Mission just this week. And we're going to, if you don't already know, we go to the Rescue Mission once a month. We preach every third Monday of the month, which is tomorrow. Somebody will go and share the gospel, and we, we typically do music and things of that nature. But I'm going to, we are going to partner with the Rescue Mission beyond those things. And so we're going to work out all the details, but we're going to set aside a, a, a set of funds that we can serve there at the rescue mission. Some of that may be, I talked to him just this week, and he said um, they need tires on some of their vehicles. They need new kitchen material. They need new things. They need things that need painted, things that need worked on. And so we are going to partner with the rescue mission in some of those areas here locally. We're going to continue to do all the other things that we're doing. We're also with that, and I'm going to share this, is every year it's my goal to take a project here within our community and as a church tackle that project. And so part of that is I need you to help me find those projects. And so we are going to have a local missions team. And at the back here in just a few moments, you'll have an opportunity and you'll be able to go back there and sign your name and say, I would love to be a part of that local missions team where I can be a part of going out into the community and finding things that need to be done. I feel that that, that's an area that we can get into our community, into our neighborhoods and as Oasis be a a blessing to to our community. And so we're going to start with the first project being at the Las Vegas Rescue Mission. And then the next project is going to be up to you. We're going to have a little fun with it, but I want to put together a team of you who would say, you know what, I'm willing to go and I want to look out and I want to find some of those places that we can do project things. And that may be somebody that you know at home that just can't afford to fix their house up. That may be something at a local school, that may be at a local park, that may be with a local business, that may be a number of different things, whatever that would be. But I want to have a church group, a group of you that would say, I want to be on that team that would go and find those places. The next thing that that we're going to do that's really starting pretty immediately is is we may not look at this all the time as a missions opportunity, but we're doing Vacation Bible School on June June 16th is when that starts. It's a Monday through Friday, June 16th through the 20th, and we need you to be involved. You can teach, you can do crafts, you can sign and check in children, you can work in games, you can do a number of different things. There's a lot of different avenues and areas in which you can help with that. So those are some local things that we are going to, do in this next upcoming year. The second part of this is something that we're going to do globally, and I've mentioned a lot about Guatemala, and as Mindy and I went, as we were there, there were a couple different things that were obviously needs that we saw, and where we stayed was at a, it's called Hope of Life International, and what they do, they have a, a hospital, they, basically everything that you saw up there, they have a hospital, they have a place for Um, us when we go that we can stay they they deal with children with an orphanage they have a christian school they they do the operation baby rescue they also provide wells in that area and so they do a number of different things but i want us as a church to take on a couple projects that would be there in guatemala and around that area one of those projects is a water well and I would like to, to provide water for a community. What they try to do is they try to get a water well for every three to 500 people in one of their villages. And so what I would like to do is that we're going to fund a water well. The next thing that we're going to do is with this group is we're going to provide a playground and recreational area for the orphanage that's there. And when we were there, they had an area that was set aside as a playground. Uh, about everything in it was broken, beat up. It was probably more dangerous for the kids to be there than it was actual fun. But that was where they had their playground, and that was what they did for fun. And so part of this area is going to be, we'll, do a, we'll provide a playground, which would be just a swings and slides and those types of things. The other part of it is to do a basketball court area and a soccer field or soccer area. And within the school as well as the orphanage, they'll use all of that space with the kids that are there. And so as we, we go and we look at all of these things, the next thing that we'll do, and then I'm, I'll go back to, to how we're going to do this, but the next thing that I'd like to do is I want you to go with us. What we will do is we will send the money ahead of us, and those projects will get done by local Guatemala families. They will work They will get paid. They will do all those things. And then what I would like to do is take a team from Oasis to that orphanage and to that area to be able to donate or to dedicate those things to the Lord on behalf of our church. The playground, one of my goal is and my desire is, um, if you remember, there was about a Two years ago we were gonna do a playground in our backyard and our backyard. In the back that was gonna be the Laura Detmers playground. What I would like to do is I'm gonna I would like to make that the Laura Detmers playground in Guatemala. So we will do what we had started out to do. And then what I'd like to do is go and dedicate these things. And I want you to go with us. As I stated earlier, your life will never be the same. As you partake of these trips. And I want you to go. And next March, we are going to take a group from Oasis Baptist Church to Guatemala, and we're going to partner with the orphanage and in the ministry there at Hope of Life, and we're going to be involved in all of these things. And so there's an avenue and there's an opportunity for that. If you are interested, Put your name down there. We'll get you all the details and all those things. Your look at cost-wise of that trip is going to be somewhere in the two thousand dollar range. It was a little less than two thousand dollars for my wife and I to go for each individual person. So that if you're thinking of the numbers, that's what that is. And then lastly, as we look at all of these things and we try to figure out how we're going to do them and what we're going to do moving forward and all of those things, I'm not saying that Guatemala is the only place that we're going to do missions. But it's a start. If you want to go on a trip, it's a start. You're not leaving time zones. You're not in an airplane for 12 hours. It's not going to be $4,000, $7,000 and all of those things. It's a way that we can start to do something. We've never done it, and we're going to do it. And I'm also, just as I stated, with the local missions, I want a team of people that will be a part of a missions team Globally, just as well. You say, well, what will they do? Just like I did. You'll find places. You'll find people. We'll explore avenues. And instead of just doing something in Guatemala next year, maybe next year we'll take a trip to Guatemala and to Peru. Or to Guatemala and to this. Or maybe Guatemala's not in the picture next year and we go to another thing. Or we do something completely different. I don't know what that is at this point. But I want to put a team of people together that would say I would be willing to be a part of that.